The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, now it is time for our Eason Book Club, and we chose a book called Just One More Question, Stories from a Life in Neurology by Neil Tuberty. Uh, what did our panel think of the book? I wish I knew, because Claudia's <laughs> hot-footing it up from Trinity, um, stuck in traffic. I don't know what is causing traffic jams around uh, Dublin this morning. Uh, and uh, James Cavan is James answering his phone. He's there. Excellent. So we've two out of three because sitting in front of me is Caroline Foran. I know she's here, Caroline. Good morning and welcome. Gold star for me. Uh, James, good morning to you. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Now, uh, since Caroline is here, let's talk to you first about Mm. uh, the book. Um, Mixed feelings? Mixed feelings. Um, I loved an awful lot about it. I loved getting to see insight into the doctor's life into Niall's life you know it made him seem he likes very to vulnerable. call himself Neil by the is way is it Neil oh god yeah, it's spelled Niall and ah. uh, this is an issue his uncle was Neil Andrews who's an MEP right and he spelled his name N-I-A-L-L pronounced Neil so well, young confusing. Neil has inherited uh, the title as well, well so there you are it was, it was really insightful you know medical memoirs are so popular now um, I think I was I, I loved um, Adam Kay's book so it, I guess I read it pretty soon after that so I was comparing it a bit to that um, but it was great to see life behind you know the doctor's prescription um, and I really loved the aspects where we got to see into his, his life growing up his father his relationship with his father and his family it was just that stuff I really loved. However, if you're a little bit prone to being a hypochondriac, which I am, some of it is quite hard to read, especially if you read it before going to bed. Um, you know, it was it's all obviously neurology. So it's um, MS, motor neuron disease, Parkinson's and all these things that you think, oh, I didn't know that was something I could get. And loads of issues that I never even knew existed. Yeah, and MS particularly is... It's very uh, common with women. With, and younger women yeah. as well. And in, But he does address that in the sense that a lot of his time, like many doctors, is ministering to the worried well. Exactly. And I absolutely fall into that category of the worried well. But I remember there was one uh, sentence that he said, it was a chapter about hiccups, which seemed like the most innocuous thing ever. And he was like, a hiccup could just be a hiccup or it could be a cataclysmic brain injury. And then I had to go asleep <laughs> after I read that. And I was like, OK, I just have a slight little headache there or a hiccup. So I think if you're like me, you need to sort of go in knowing, OK, you're going to learn about things that might make you feel a little bit anxious, but it's it's worth yeah. it and you I learn mean, a lot. Some of the stories are, are great, but they are composites yes. because you can't obviously bre- breach a patient doctor confidentiality and tell about specific cases. Exactly. So he draws from a commonality of symptoms uh, and experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of loved it, but kind of. I know I did. I really hated enjoyed it. it. At the same time. <laughs> but I just it made me realise I need to kind of probably go to some get some therapy, <laughs> work on my yeah. my fear. Claudia of being has arrived, uh, hot foot as I say. Traffic really murderous Green out ships, there. Yeah, it was oh. coming from the Gibson Hotel. <laughs> anyway, you happily have arrived. So t- tell us, what did you make of the book? I absolutely loved it. I found it fascinating. I don't know Niall Tuberty, but I think that he must be a very humane man um, with a very wry sense of humour. And he never lost his passion. Like it's not just medicine is a vocation, but neurology for him is an absolute passion. And just as a layperson reading the book, I found it incredibly interesting. It's, It's very episodic. So it's a book you can dip in and out of chapter by chapter. 
Um, he says at the start that a lot of people, myself included, he he would have to explain the difference between neurology and um, brain surgery, like a, a neurosurgeon. A neurosurgeon obviously is you know, removing, dealing with removing cranial uh, tumours, whereas a neurologist deals with the whole central nervous system. So a lot of diseases that Caroline's just described, like MS, motor neuron disease, Parkinson's, would come under that banner. But I I thought he had a lovely analogy. He said, um, your central nervous system is like the wiring that goes through your entire body. And he said, um, to, to torture a metaphor, he said, it's a bit like a postman. If a, mm. if a postman can't get to a letterbox, it's, it, that's what it's like for your nerve yeah. endings that can't re- quite reach a muscle or maybe they're reaching a muscle too many times and that's why you're getting tremors or shakes. Um, he, I, there was a chapter that made me roar laughing where he talks about his lesser known brother. Um, and he said that he was in Australia for a long time, uh, Neil Tuberty, for years and years and came home and knew his brother's career was was progressing, but hadn't quite realised to what extent. And he said that he was breaking very bad news and he goes into that a lot. He says, you know, the, the humanity that you need to, you know, because he said four times a week he's giving a diagnosis possibly of MS to someone. And how do you do that? And he said uh, he kept repeating, we, you know, your, to the family, we think your mum has a very finite lifespan ahead of her. And he said, you try to couch it in, in the kindest terms that you can. And you say, We've, we're often wrong and it could be longer. But he said, he said, do you have any questions for me? And there was this awful silent silence. And one of the family said, is there any chance of tickets to the late list? <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed. Um, but uh, he talks about um, uh, Ophelia syndrome, which I found very interesting. And it's where because of neurological disorders, a person's whole personality can change. Mm-hmm. And how difficult it is on loved ones who are sitting in on these meetings with him, who are saying, this is the man that I've been with for like 30, 40 years, who is being abusive and who's being bad tempered, mm. short tempered. And a lot of it is, and, it comes back to Why is it called Ophelia problems. syndrome? It's called Ophelia syndrome because it's like a temporary madness brought on by a neurological, um, in one case it was because of antibiotics actually attacking the brain. And he explains it very, very simply. But um, I think, as, and as Caroline says, a lot of the time he says he's treating the worried well and that you learn to distinguish. But I think what resonated for me on the pages was just his kindness and his sense of humour. He talks about a patient who comes into him, a young woman. Um, so obviously the worry would be would be MS. And she, uh, she, she was from Athlone, living in Dublin, college student, and went to Coppers three, three nights a week. <laughs> and how a spinal tap cured a lot of the issues that she had and he describes in detail how difficult it is but when you see the fluid rushing out and she was complaining of headaches and instantly well so it's so rewarding to see the but stories. But why was she going to coppers? Was that part of the syndrome? Oh, no, no, that was, she was <laughs> describing her lifestyle. I beg your pardon. <laughs> he said that uh, lifestyle factors obviously. Uh, plays okay, a, a James, what did you make of the book? I actually found it quite fascinating. Um, the brain is something that I I have one, but I know little about it and how it works. So I kind of found that side of it interesting. And I love how it was broken down into episodes and in individual kind of patient stories. So it's one of those books you can kind of put down and kind of go back to. It's, you know, you don't have to kind of stay totally on track with. Um, I, 
like Caroline was saying, I'd be a bit of a hypochondriac myself. So kind of learning about different cases, I'd be a bit of a knocking on Dr. Google's door if like anything happens. And, you know, you Google your symptoms and um, you, you think you've yeah. the worst thing imaginable. And that's something. Um, but he addresses that. Uh, I mean, unlike many doctors I've interviewed, yeah. when I interviewed Neil, he said he, he welcomes people who've kind of tried to inform themselves because even though they may get it wrong, if they get it right, when they come, they're almost prepared for a bad diagnosis because they've had some clues. Most doctors say, stay away from Dr. Google. You know, you'll you'll imagine yeah. you've everything he's like probably, Caroline. <laughs> he's probably quite rare in that, though, that he will entertain, I suppose, the, the what does it, what does he call it? The well, the worried, the, the worried well. The worried well, yeah. Whereas in my experience, I mean, I feel like a lot of doctors I've been to definitely roll my eyes when I'm saying this freckle could be, am I dying? You know, so he, I think because he knows himself what it's like. He mm. talks about um, in one of the last chapters about being a neurologist and the anxieties that that gives him himself where, you know, if he has a twitch in his leg, he thinks it could be motor neuron disease or if he has um, a tremor in his hand from maybe just having, you know, too much coffee, he thinks it could be Parkinson's. So he is an anxious person just like the rest of us so he really gets it and I really got that came across a lot now, for me We, we have a, a book club member on the line uh, Judy good morning Hi Pat uh, Judy Curtin you are uh, responsible for the Northern Lights uh, book club Why the Northern Lights? Um, well when we formed we were all living on the north side of Limerick City so it seemed to make sense And uh, How yeah, long have you been on the go? We've been together for 15 years. We've just had our 15th anniversary. So you're so veterans at the book club business. We uh, are. We are. Now, this book is different. It's not a novel. It's not a great uh, work of literature. It's, uh, it's a book full of anecdote and story, but based fundamentally on the experiences of a doctor. Uh, would you have read something like this before? Not in book club, no. And it's not something we would have chosen for book club unless um, it had been chosen for us. But it turned out to be very popular with uh, with our group. I think everybody that, that discussed it really enjoyed it a lot. Um, now, like Deborah said, uh, we did find the hypochondriacs in our group um, when we discussed it. And some people actually confessed to scraping the soles of their feet to see how their toes would react. Uh, Caroline's uh, nodding her head. <laughs> she did, did the I same. Did. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm going to. Uh, uh, well, I'm so not saying whether I did or not. Yeah. So, so um, did you have a, a consensus then that you all enjoyed the book? I mean, do you mark them out of five or ten or whatever? Yeah, we do. We marked them out of uh, ten and we gave this one eight and a half, which is quite high because some people are quite strict about how they mark. So eight and a half is a good mark. Have you ever given a ten? Yeah, individuals have given a ten, but we've never got a ten. Never um, a collective ten? Group. Oh, no, no, no. Right. no. Do, do you want to, if you can, name check your other members? Oh, I'd be in trouble because I might forget them all. And I should oh, write them well, down. then we, um, we won't. We'll just refer to the Northern Lights yeah. under the auspices yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah, my, my lovely uh, reading buddies. But uh, yeah, under pressure now, I might leave someone out and that would not make me popular. Right. By, by the way, is this simply books or are there, you know, the odd glass of wine and a bit, maybe a cheese and biscuits? Well, you know what they say, what happens in book club? <laughs> Good answer. All right, Julie. Look, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. So uh, we'll just do a whip around here. Uh, not a mark set of 10. But James, your verdict overall? I loved it. I find these kind of um, books fascinating. So I would give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. All right. Claudia? I would give it a 9. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I put it down and I felt I learned something from it. And there's, there's a, a beautiful, it's almost a father-son 
um, beautiful relationship is pulsating from the page for me. Um, I would give it a good solid nine. I think it's okay. terrific. Okay, and you, Caroline? Yeah, for the human aspects and the vulnerability, which I loved, I would say probably eight and a half. Even though it's left you well, that's as, my, as a worried well That's my person. issue. But yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> discourage anyone else. All right. Well, look, th- thank you all. Uh, it'll be James' turn to select the book club uh, choice for next month. And I'll read those out uh, later on. We'll catch up with James for his decision. But he's down in Ballymaloo. Isn't that right, James, doing a course? Bring us some food next time. Yeah. yeah he's gone. Bake us something, <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> we'll test his, his uh, skills after 12 weeks in Ballymaloo. Anyway, thanks to James Kavanagh, to Claudia Carroll and to Caroline Foran.